0: From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in for another edition of the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. It's Mark Weiser with Brian Dennis. Ryan, I'm pretty sure Kirby Smart is still Georgia's football coach. Uh,
1: Don't scare everybody by making it seem like he uh, is questionable. But there's a there's
0: a big move you might have heard of atop the women's basketball program. Jody Taylor, shortly as we record this uh, late Thursday morning, she's going to be introduced officially... In College Station as the Texas A&M's new coach. Actually, she was introduced sort of last night at an NIT game at their uh, basketball arena. Um, Just kind of did a mid-court wave and hello. And I don't think she even took the microphone. But she'll. uh, What do you think she's going to say? Is she going to say why she left Georgia at this uh, press conference? No, no. You know,
1: all those things are always you know rallying the the troops at their new place. So it is interesting though, and, and she. If you go to her Twitter account, and, you know, put out a... A heartfelt goodbye to the University of Georgia, but it it is a little bit odd considering her husband, you know, what Darius, I believe, is a uh, what is it? he's like executive assistant editor to the chief uh, the, at the Dream now.
0: Editor, he's assistant general manager. Yeah,
1: I mean uh, that's gonna be challenging. Now, I, you know, the Dream obviously plays there in the summer, so maybe they'll make it work. I wonder if they'll have two houses. Uh, uh, assuming she gets a pretty good uh, b- uh, bump in pay here with all this, or
0: I'm, he'll hook on with a job somewhere in in that area. i mean, true. Does Houston well, have an? Uh, a WNBA team? Good question. I don't know. Um, Georgia is uh, looking for another head coach in a different sport. This will be, I think, the fifth new head coach that Josh Brooks, the second-year athletic director, will uh, be looking to fill that spot. Um, there was some reports yesterday that Ole Miss coach Yolette McPhee, McHugh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing
1: I, I, I call her Coach Yo.
0: Coach Yo um, was going to be the, the targeted um, one and that maybe she was even close to getting the job. Um, but she tweeted out last night. By the way, this is not a women's basketball podcast. We'll get to some football very soon. Um, that she's staying at Ole Miss. Um, as I mentioned, we're going to talk Georgia spring football as the Bulldogs prepare today for practice number five. And uh, before we do that, though, Ryan, and uh, talk a little bit more about Joni leaving and, uh, you know, the uh, changing face of Georgia athletics in terms of head coaches, uh, not football. Have we mentioned that? Did you uh, watch Jeopardy on Tuesday night, Ryan? You know, I, I missed it, but I mean,
1: you couldn't miss what one of the questions were on uh, on, on Twitter. Right? and And, you know, I think if I if I would have been watching, I would have gotten that one right. The question about which team Stetson Bennett was a quarterback for... Wait a second. That's the answer, right?
0: Isn't that how that works? That's the answer. You've got to provide the question. Yeah, you're right. You're right. uh, Not that you mentioned that. I wonder if I I screw that up in my story. (laughs) Let me go back and fix that. Yeah. Um, Stetson Bennett was the quarterback for uh, the team that won the national title. And, of course, everyone knows that's Georgia. Now, here are the other questions in that category, which was called football and football. Ryan, I'm going to give you three of them. Okay. One of them was a video question, so I'm not getting into that <clears throat> one. Oh, but, come on. Uh, hold on a second. got to pull it up. I, I had a screenshot it off of my phone, um, and somebody in my house actually was already recording that Jeopardy. For
1: you know, I, I watch Jeopardy just about every night. I, I'm kind of bummed. I missed Oh, I, I went to trivia the other night at a nice Athens establishment, and that's why I apparently missed it, but I know that Stetson, who was the... What the uh, the the person targeted in the in the question or the answer, however you look at it, what was his reaction? I know uh, everybody kind of mentioned it, but you know, did he know when he yeah, was asked?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if someone at Jeopardy tipped off Georgia or that you know, I guess it's air. It airs at different times around the country, so he had gotten word because the show was airing in the Atlanta. Um, Athens uh, market at at the same time as he was doing his press conference so must have been somehow he knew about it. Well, it's
1: obviously shown. You know, at 4 p.m. At some places, 1 p.m. others. Did you notice uh, the the Georgia account that tweeted out about it? The University of Georgia, maybe the football uh, account, <laughs> or maybe UGA Athletics. You saw what their wager was? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, is that? I mean, let's not get carried away with this. You're still in a pretty deep hole with Alabama. So, and, and next year, you know, I don't know. I'd just take my win, and I wouldn't rub it in too much. Run, it's been 41 years. Let the Bulldogs... Uh, the, the wager was 33-18, by the way. I saw that. Yeah.
0: All right, here's the questions in the rest of the category. Um, Desmond Howard's 99-yard kick return touchdown helped him earn Super Bowl 31 MVP honors over Brett Favre for this
1: team. Yeah, the Packers. Correct. I remember watching that. I right. guess the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken.
0: This Premier League system of sending the three bottom finishers to a second tier league is like sending 3 MLB teams down to A. What would you call that? Relegation. Oh wow. Wait, you should be on the show. I know. Well, I've, I mean, I've applied many times. I'm not smart enough. Of course you're doing a sports category. Let's see how you yeah, would do in yeah. uh, biology or something. That's for my wife. All right, and the last one is Football's Ted Lasso knows this pre-snap line of scrimmage penalty well. Soccer's Ted Lasso found the sports version complex. Uh, I'm guessing offsides? Yeah, that's kind of an easy category. This is not the second round. This is the. Oh, uh, it wasn't double so. jeopardy. Got you, so Ryan, congratulations, Thank and you. Uh, you get an all-expense-paid trip back to uh, Bogart. Yeah, oh man, you ever seen the mountains of Bogart? Beautiful place. All right, Ryan, let's get back to Joni Taylor before he had football. Um, how will her time at Georgia be remembered? Is it a huge loss for uh, the Georgia athletic programs? Is it a loss, but uh, they'll recover, or is it not a big deal?
1: No, I. I I think incomplete maybe because they never got over that hump. She had some good teams. Obviously, she was a positive influence on the program. Uh, you know, every every single person you ever talked to about Joni Taylor loved Joni Taylor. You know, there was no issues. There was no, uh, you know, problems within the program. Everybody loved her. Everybody loved playing for her. They just couldn't quite get over that second round hump under her. And so, yeah, it will be interesting to see who they bring in. Will it be somebody that uh it's just you know they, they their one mission is to take the bulldogs deep you know in in the tournament, which i guess that should be every coach's ultimate goal but you know will they go for somebody that uh has proven to to really care about a program and and uh you know that's their that's their number one target is to is to um you know kind of kind of lead the women so to speak because that's what Joni taylor was i mean she she was a great leader of that program and and you know got the got the women of the program to to really buy in and respect they just couldn't get over that hump which i think is going to be kind of ultimately what she's judged on here at georgia so
0: do you think um that what do you see as the reasons behind uh, her leaving? Uh, is it? Do you think it's a Mike White's type situation where the perception was he jumped before they pushed uh, a year later or something like that?
1: No, I, I don't think that anybody was really out to push her out. I think, uh, and especially with the recruits that they had coming in, you know, a couple five star, a couple McDonald All Americans coming in, there was the hope that. That could be the, the the push up the mountain that they needed to, to get over that hump, make a deep run. Uh, so I just think uh, you know we don't know the terms of her new contract. The suspicion is that she's going to be making, you know, a good bit more than she was at the University of Georgia. Um,
0: so Gary Blair was making four hundred thousand dollars more than Joni, who was making eight fifty. But you know, I mean, I, but he, Georgia's
1: he, not he, short of money, right? And they could have definitely matched that, you know, if they wanted to,
0: to keep her. Right, but are you going to give her a four hundred thousand dollars raise to someone, for not getting, someone, someone that uh, you know was was uh, knocked out in the second round? Maybe you do. I mean, but she just gotten a raise um, last year, uh, so I was kind of struck by one of the comments that um, she made that was in um, the release that came out from Texas A and M. It's in my story, which is about Josh Brooks and and him making another coaching search. Uh, Let me pull this up here. Okay, so here's what Joni said. I've always been struck by Ross Bjork's enthusiasm for furthering women's athletics. He has shown that he wants to be a change agent for our game. As I've gotten the chance to know him and Kristen, who is their deputy AD, Kristen Brown, over this process, I've become so excited for the vision that they have for the athletics department and women's basketball is that uh, just praising Texas A&M, or is it kind of a, a little slight at, at, at Georgia? Josh Brooks, you, think? Do you think? No, not at Josh per se, but Georgia in general, with <clears throat> with you know how much women's basketball is backed and yeah. supported, and and that kind of thing. That's a, that's a great question. Um,
1: you know, looking at Georgia over the years, I don't think there's been any shortage of backing for for the women's basketball team because you know all those years under Andy Landers, they were one of the premier teams in college basketball women's college basketball they couldn't get over the pat summit hump you know in tennessee so um you know i am not i don't think there's a lack of of backing of of women's basketball and they have their passionate fan base that shows up all the time i you know in the days of kelly and coco miller when you know they were number one team in the country for for several years uh that place was packed you know and and people would show up and, and and support the team they hadn't been to that level of success in in recent years and well i guess we're going on about 20 years now of not getting to that point so um you know when it when it came down to it uh you know those comments were kind of funny when they came out by her right they weren't they weren't after the season were over they were um you know when uh kind of when the rumors got started that she might be be heading there so um i don't know i don't think there's a lack of 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 support for Women's Basketball at University of Georgia.
0: So Wednesday morning is the announcement, which really means, I mean, and it's crafted on both Georgia's side and Texas a and side. So <clears throat> clearly this deal was done uh, Tuesday evening at the early, I mean, at the latest. Um, so Georgia, that's 48 hours after Georgia lost 67-44 to Iowa State in the second round in Iowa. Clearly uh, Joni, her representatives, uh, and Texas A&M um, this was in motion for a long time. It, they didn't just suddenly, uh, kind of join together, uh, 48 hours, you know, after, you know, that, that's a pretty small window. And, and I would suspect that, um, there's been the, some discussion. I mean, do I think Joni took the floor uh, with Georgia on Sunday uh, thinking she's going to be the new Texas A&M coach? Probably. Don't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, so now, uh, you know, some of the ramifications. Uh, and this is not a women's basketball podcast. It's a Georgia, <laughs> Georgia sports podcast. Uh, but uh, one of their better players is in the transfer portal already. Sarah Ashley Barker. Sarah Ashley Barker, Uh, and they also lost a four um, a a four star twenty twenty three commitment. You know that's kind of the cost of doing business when you make coaching changes. These things uh, go, and as you mentioned, they recruited well. Um, I imagine some of those players that had committed to Georgia, if they're not already bound, are going to look to maybe go play for Joni or go somewhere else.
1: Yeah, and they didn't totally lose that person, right? She just kind of deleted some Instagram stuff. No, you know, I guess, uh, yeah. I guess they could no, pull her, no, they, they, I think they did get a... <clears throat> no, they could reel her back in, maybe, they, depending on who they hired. I
0: think they actually did. Well, yeah, they lost a the commitment, I thought. Yeah, maybe you're right.
1: well, you know, you know, you never know how that stuff goes. And, yeah, maybe Joni will pull them over to Texas A&M, and the Bulldogs are left starting uh, kind of from the bottom, All trying right. to build this thing back up.
0: Uh, Mike White at men's basketball um, you have a new track coach with Carol Smith Gilbert came in to replace Petros uh, who wanted a facility upgrade you had uh, softball promoting Tony Baldwin <coughs> excuse me um, soccer for Lou Harris-Champer who retired um, and that's gone well they're, they're top 20 team and I think they're 20, 26 and 4 somewhere. something like that yeah uh, soccer hired Southern Cal coach uh, for Billy Um uh, is that 5 uh, what's my math I think that's 5 mm-hmm. You only have, uh, I think it's 16 head coaches at Georgia. And then, you know, you wonder what what it looks like for Courtney Kupetz-Carter. Uh, she's recruited well, I think, for next season. Um, but she's also was in last place in the SEC's, and they will She'll go to an Auburn regional with the, the gym dogs as an unseated team. Um, you know, and then you have a bunch of really accomplished coaches at Georgia that, uh, you know, are pushing late 60s, uh, you know, or 70, something like that. And, um, you know, they seem like they have a lot of energy and vigor, but they also, right. um, you know, they're at the age where they might want to, you know, think about other things.
1: Oh, yeah. You got the uh, Jack Bowerleys of the world, the Manny Diazes who have. Uh, now,
0: Manny, Manny, I talked to him, you know, when he got a contract extension, which pushed him out for like another four years, and he said one of the reasons he did that was negative recruiting about his age. So, Oh, yeah. Um, Boy, it, it works in all sports, doesn't it? Yeah, so. I mean, you know, you hear
1: that about Nick Saban, who signs 10 year contracts at 70 and stuff like that.
0: So we'll see what Georgia does with that. Now, let's talk about football, Ryan. Let's do it. You want to take a break or just keep talking? Take a quick
1: break. Let's come back and uh, and talk a bunch about spring football. What do you
0: say? One thing before we do that um, got a story about Georgia's Mike White hiring one of his former assistants, uh, Eric Pastrana really well tied in in the state of florida um had coached at every level there coached at oklahoma state under mike boyden um and already was you know uh, involved with uh, recruiting on georgia's end so they haven't officially announced it but i talked to an aau coach in florida that uh, said uh, that mike white and, and pastrano were recruiting already and putting out offers for georgia so um all right now let's take a break All right, Ryan, uh, spring practice is hot and heavy at Georgia. We had a chance to view 20 minutes of practice on. That's a record, right? Tuesday. I don't know if it's a record. I feel like 11 minutes. It's, it's, was, uh, is it a record under Kirby Smart? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, there at one point, maybe it was under Mark Rick, we saw like 45 minutes. We saw like Oklahoma drill when they used to do that. Right. Uh, you know, when um, this time, you know, it was just kind of, we hadn't been out there for that long. And even that much, like not even talking about the window of how much time we had, we just, we didn't have, I think we were out there maybe four or five times last season uh, total. Um, so, you know, you're trying to get a good read of, of who's lining up where. And then with all these freshmen, like, their numbers are not on the roster yet. So you don't know exactly who you're watching in some right, positions. Yeah. But to me, a couple of names that, that popped out um, was Eric uh, Gilbert, just to see him, um, you know, working with the tight ends and, um, you know, just a, a big. I can say you said he filled up every uh, bit of what they yeah, I don't know, called uh, him,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a guy
0: that was a wide receiver, you know, or being kind of groomed to, to play that, he was definitely looking like a, a big tight end. I mean, probably Darnell Washington-like in terms of not that height, but, <laughs> but you know, just a guy in the middle there um, as, a, as a pass catcher. And I was struck by watching Arian Smith run routes, even in a black jersey. Just you know, looked good and catching passes. And I'm sure when we got sent out and they had to you know go eleven on eleven with with the DBs and stuff, he probably wouldn't you know mixing it up. That's a fast dude right there. Yeah, coming back from his leg injury. Mm -hmm. All right, Ryan. uh, What's the more important question? Um, uh, Or how would you? How would you? uh, how would you pay for an armadillo? Because, um, how much would you pay for an armadillo? Because Stetson Bennett... I was going to
1: say, that's a little Stetson, question Stetson, it?
0: Stetson Bennett apparently um, is taking uh, random direct messages, I guess on Twitter, um, and answering them uh, on occasion. Um, what would you ask him, you know, Stetson, what would you want to know if you, you know... I don't
1: know. You you shouldn't have put me on the spot, right? I mean, who who messes a guy and says uh, what? What was the question? It was something like, "You have uh, you know you, you led Georgia to a national title, so I value your opinion on how much an armadillo would cost."
0: He says he makes he makes good judgments. So let me ask you let me ask you about about what I, if I should you know purchase an armadillo. Um, I don't know is that is that um, kind of code for something is is he trying to <laughs> to do something else besides uh... now are you familiar with armadillos
1: I mean I've seen a few run over on the road and I feel like I've nearly run over one or two myself you know cuz uh, seemed like about 10 12 years ago they really started coming from the West this way and it really kind of took over our area kind of like the Joro spiders you know
0: you can't you can, you see them everywhere <laughs> Um, so he was told uh, it was going to be like a ten thousand uh, dollar cost for it or something. Does that seem a little bit out of? Control? Yeah,
1: and he told the guy to pay
0: that. Like, why would you tell him that? A three banded armadillo. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, he said, "Go ahead and do it." <clears throat> I guess if he it's had not a... his money, right? Yeah. All right, Ryan. Uh,
1: th- you know he's making too much nil money now. He's just willy nilly. Just saying, "I'll I'll pay ten thousand for an armadillo." You do it too. Th-
0: this this subject's more up your alley. Kirby Smart. I'm not saying this press conference was dragging because I I don't think it necessarily was, but there was like an uncomfortable pause where maybe Claude Felton said, uh, you know, we'll take one or two more questions and maybe everyone else, you know, had gotten their question. I know I did. So he was asked, because we were talking, we were waiting around for Kirby for about 45 minutes.
1: I was curious who asked this question since I wasn't there.
0: Uh, Actually, I don't remember who it was. Seems like a Dean Leggy. No, Dean wasn't even there. I don't remember remember who asked the question, but look, we were waiting around for Kirby for about 45 minutes after his scheduled time. Uh, So there's a lot of talk about nothing, basically. And so people were somehow the conversation got to favorite places to eat pizza in Athens. And so somebody asked Kirby uh, and he, you know, he said, well, I really can't, you know, I can't name one place because that'll make me the like kind of the bad guy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of places in Athens. Uh, but he, he indicated he doesn't like pizza very much. But he, what he likes to do is get meatball subs at pizza joints. Now, is that a thing that you do?
1: No, I get pizza at a pizza joint. Like all uh, people should. But I did, you know. Do you like meatball subs? I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't rarely get them, but they are pretty good. And and you know the, they put on that soft bread at a at a pizza joint that that makes it kind of tight and you know so you're not spilling a meatball in your lap when you eat it. But I did understand where he was coming from. Where he's like, I'm gonna eat the kids' pizza later. So it's yep. all, I'll get my pizza fixed.
0: The exact quote from Kirby. Don't want to misquote him on something so important. <laughs> I eat the leftover pizzas the kids don't eat, and you can tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a funny little thing. Remember a couple of years ago when I asked him? Well, oh, I did a story on uh, if uh, you know if uh, it was common for college kids, to, you know, the offensive line to be taken out by their quarterback uh-huh. or their uh, running back. called DeAndre Swift said he took his offensive line out for wings every Thursday night. And uh, he made some comment about how uh, a lot of the coaches, you know, wives would bring in cookies for their specific positions, and he said that he ate a few, uh, you know, whenever they were sitting there, and he also made that comment about being fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or let's say, uh, over uh, just a, a smidge heavy in the
0: waist. Look, when you win a national championship, you're, you're going probably eating a lot of places, and... Getting celebrated, so you know it's kind of hard. Um, all right, a couple other things that Kirby uh, mentioned that we should would t- touch on. Uh, Don Blaylock, um, he said that it kind of still a little bit rusty, but he's confident with the ball, catches the ball really well. Smart, savvy, great route runner, kind of a name that not really getting much talk about. Uh, is Don Blaylock, but um, I did see him the other day, uh, I guess it was after practice or something, getting on one of those, uh, motor scooter type thing, so uh, he's, you
1: know. When you viewed, did you notice if he was still, is he in a black jersey or is he full Didn't, contact now? Did, did I mean, not notice. I mean, how much of that is mental at this point? I mean, I mean obviously play, when he, you hurt your knee twice, it's it's going to be mental, but.
0: I don't think he would be in any jersey like that. He played last But, I mean, season. yeah, you'd think he's going to be, what, two years? Yeah. No,
1: I guess it would be a year removed from his second injury. No, he'd be two years removed. Two years, yeah. So, you two know, seasons. you think he should be back uh, full contact full bore in the in the fall, and that I think that would be a huge lift for the Bulldogs. Ryan, do you know who Pop is? Yeah, like, uh, Coach Popovich for the uh, Spurs.
0: No, on the Georgia football team. Oh. Um, is
1: that like Julian Rochester at, uh, you know, 38 years ah, old? Oh,
0: interesting. No. Oh. Talking about Pop as in when he hits you, it's a pop. Oh. Well,
1: yeah. I would
0: guess uh, that would be a
1: linebacker or a safety.
0: That'll be inside backer Jermaine Dumas Johnson.
1: Oh, the old Dumas. Uh, he of a pick-six fame.
0: Yeah, so he's one of the inside backers that Georgia's looking to uh, – I mean, he's—he's he's, seems to be the guy that gets most talked about at that spot. Uh, with um, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall on to the next level. Um, so Kirby uh, mentioning, you know, some of the other guys working there, uh, a couple of freshmen including J- uh, Jalen Walker and C.J. Washington – and Xavier uh, Sory, guy uh, who was, uh, you know, didn't play much inside backer in high school, and uh, you know, so some new names there. But the position that Kirby was talking most about with the lack of depth was, as we mentioned, Don Blalock's position, wide receiver. You know, might have had a certain guy that go to Alabama probably hurt your depth. Mm. And that's uh, Jermaine Burton, and then DB, where Georgia obviously uh, lost uh, cornerback and a safety during Kendrick. Louis Cine, 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 Cine. Lewis <laughs> Cine, and you might have forgotten they had a bunch of guys go in the portal last year, so that's where you know you're missing out on some guys in terms of the depth.
1: And I guess uh, a Carroll. I mean, he was going to be a uh, yeah. DB that's who goes over yeah, to it's a, South it's, Carolina. It's a, num-
0: it's a numbers yeah. issue,
1: of course. Uh, the yeah. What, where would uh, the DB that went to Miami? Uh, he'd be a senior this year if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah,
0: and plus you're gonna by the time preseason here is it rolls around, I mean you're, you're gonna have what is it, four or five other guys beyond, um, you know, I mean four or five total newcomers. So you know, th- look at those numbers up slowly but surely, and and maybe they'll look to the transfer portal again. Still, you know
1: and, that you know how many transfer portal guys have come in so far? Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. And you know who's second lowest? Alabama with three. Is that right? Yeah, I saw this uh, stat somewhere the other day, and and the most is like uh, Ole Miss and uh, I can't remember who the second, maybe Missouri with like 14 each. It's crazy.
0: Kamari Lasseter, Nyland Green, Dalen Everett uh, among some guys that are getting a chance now uh, to show their uh, their stuff uh, at, at DB. Um, you know, Kirby, uh, Stetson might have won a, a national championship, but do you think Kirby's kind of laying off him and, and not challenging him? Nope. I was say. Here's I would, a quote about Stetson's practice habits from Kirby. He said, you would think whether it's the quarterback or the receiver, whoever the leaders are, that they're going to stand up and push the guys. We probably didn't get that, what we needed out there today, he said on Tuesday. I was a little, a little disappointed in the practice.
1: Hmm. Is that a uh, light of fire type of speech? Maybe. From the pulpit?
0: All right, we'll get a chance, as I said, uh, to see the bulldog, I don't know if we're gonna actually see him today. It might be a closed deal. I think the coaching clinic is that this week. I think it might be. Um, speaking of Georgia football, Lorenzo Carter now in Atlanta Falcon. How many Falcons? How many former Georgia players now on the uh, Falcons roster?
1: Uh, one, I guess, Lorenzo. Correct. Mm. Didn't they have? Oh, they had. Uh, who was the former safety? Not Rambo, but uh, the other safety that played with Rambo. Um, he played for years with the. I Bengals. mean, Kim Nieselek
0: was on the team last year. Yeah, that's He's true. He's now with the Packers, maybe. I don't. I'm not sure. Golly, why is
1: his name slipping me? He played for the Bengals for years. He was the safety with uh, Rambo in in the secondary there. Uh, Williams, uh, Sean, Sean Williams. He was, was on the Falcons last oh, year. Was he? Okay, but I don't. I don't even know if he played. It seemed like he was hurt a lot. Um.
0: Okay. Well. The, you might have heard this, but Georgia's got double-digit number of guys that are going to be drafted this year, and so the Falcons—I think they have eight picks. Maybe will they take a Georgia player?
1: I mean, you would think they—the odds are good with as many Bulldogs as are going. And you know, what if uh, what if they get a, a uh, Jordan Davis? You know, even though their first-round pick. Uh, you know I've seen Jordan in the 13 to 17 range and Falcons are an eight I think so uh, but yeah you know you get a uh, you get a Channing Tyndall at linebacker later in the draft or even a Quay Walker I mean those are guys that's going to help you I feel like immediately and uh, Falcons need everything that they can get from every position and I mean heck I think they're just thinking look we're going to suffer with Marcus Mariota as our quarterback we need to draft everything else around that until we get our maybe quarterback next year.
0: Ryan Brock Bowers signed an NIL deal, two years with Associated Credit Union, based out of I believe Norcross. It is cool. Are you signing up? Is Brock going to be the, the, to lead you to to be part of that? No,
1: I mean, not me, but maybe they're thinking, uh, you know, the best tight end in the country uh, was a freshman, and we can get that face on our brand. Then, uh, hey, we we know our Bulldog audience. Let's target uh, target them with uh, Georgia's best player. You like that? Georgia's best player.
0: Is Brock the best player?
1: Uh, last year, it'd be hard to argue. Well, I mean, how about those front seven guys? I mean, when you go with production from a, uh, a freshman tight end, I mean, some of the things he did, that that touchdown at Georgia Tech,
0: man, I mean, it turned on the Jets. All right, Ryan, before we go, um, when we uh, started the show talking about basketball on the women's side, I guess, let's, let's turn it back a little bit. To the men's side uh, with this uh evaluation. Six SEC new head coaches, uh was that right? One, two, three, four, five. Yep, six. Um, not including uh, one Jonas Hayes, who was not hired in the cycle uh anyway. Uh, two, two and o head coach. Jonas two and oh with the Xavier Musketeers as a interim head coach. Uh, I don't even know who they're playing, but they're going to the garden as a semifinalist. Um, Let's rank the SEC men's basketball coaching hires, or rather, instead of ranking them, let's grade them. Um, why don't we start with Georgia's coach, Mike White? Give me from A to F, the higher how you would grade it. Should I go first? Or you want to go?
1: I'll go B minus because it seemed uh, very middle of the pack, safe, right? And it was, it was, you know, hey, here's a guy who's led a big time program, has had good recruiting. You know, had a little uh, tough luck or bad break, so to speak, with Keontae Johnson that, that hurt their their team last year. So, um, But he's, he's a guy that had some good recruits coming in to Florida. Maybe they uh, might swing over to Georgia. We'll see. And, and, you know, could be a guy that could get you at least back to 500 in season one
0: i give it a B. Um, uh, Maybe I'm an easier grader than you. Hmm. Um, I mean, I I think, you know, he's proven to a certain extent. I mean, I wrote about it. We've talked about it. Um, You know, he knows the SEC. He's won in the SEC. Maybe hadn't won to the level that Florida wants. Um, But more proven than a lot of the guys we're going to mention. Matt McMahon at LSU, uh, I give that a B hire. He's a guy that I thought, you know, would have been a good hire for Georgia. Um, Coming from Murray State. Uh, maybe with more upside than Mike White would seem because we haven't seen him um, coach at this high, you know, high level, and um, see if he can take a program up to you know elite eight type, you know, or even further. Ryan, what do you give him?
1: I mean, I don't know. Give I give that a C. I mean, to me, you know, obviously, there's been several coaches lead Murray State to really good teams, and then you think about oh, Steve Prom or Prom, I think was his name, went to Iowa State and. Might have had a year or two of, you know, good success off of Fred Hoiberg, I think, who left for the Bulls at the time or something. But anyway, he finished at 2-22 before he got the ax. And look at Iowa State already back in the Sweet 16.
0: Todd Golden to Florida from San Francisco. I'm giving that a B-minus higher. Young guy, Bruce Pearl, coaching tree. Um, You know, got San Francisco to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a couple decades, I think it was. Um, That's a big jump to go to Florida does he take it to a higher level than um you know mike white i I don't know about that
1: i don't know i you know i give this a c too who knows mike white you know kind of the same thing from uh, louisiana tech coming in yeah kept the program pretty relevant um and you know i don't know much about the san francisco program other than they won like a 1949 national championship that's about all i know
0: Dennis Gates goes to Missouri from Cleveland State I give that a a solid B Um, another name that that Georgia was clearly interested in Um, you know Leonard Hamilton uh, assistant at Florida State from Chicago played at Cal um, recruited well for Florida State with a number of NBA uh, guys um, and turned around a Cleveland State program that Dennis Felton did not have success in you know so I give that a, a B higher
1: you know, I'm going to keep giving these guys seeds because I, I don't, you know, until they prove it at a, at a large school, I mean, we see this all the time with, with success from mid-major schools and then they go on to the next level and you, you never know how it'll work out. Sometimes they, uh, you know, boost their careers with that and sometimes it's a, it's a failure.
0: Lamont Paris uh, to South Carolina from Chattanooga. I'm giving that a C-. Um, South Carolina seemed to miss out on a couple other head coaches that went elsewhere. You, you saw reports from national guys saying this coach chose whatever school over South Carolina. So you go from Frank Martin who, you know, got him to a Final Four then didn't get back to the tournament. Um, Chattanooga uh, is a big jump to uh south carolina
1: yeah you know i i'm not gonna grade us i I don't know uh but it is kind of funny they went that route after that big splash of frank martin who was very successful for a number of years but you know they went to kansas kansas state and kind of said hey we're gonna we're gonna take frank from y'all and they didn't try that again they went with the with the lower mid-major type of route all
0: right last coach uh chris jans to mississippi state from new mexico state kind of an uninspiring hire for me um a c i'll give it um you know Mississippi State probably not the easiest place to attract uh, the hump man a coach um, so I don't know how much to say about it
1: yeah I've, I'll give that a I don't know a D but what uh, I don't even think I knew that uh, what's the name from UCLA that came there did they fire him or did he just kind of say I'm out of here no no he was uh, relieved of his duties got, got the X. Yeah. What's it's his name?
0: It's, it's ben Howland. Ben
1: Hallen, thank you.
0: Yeah. All right. Hey, uh everyone have a great weekend. Uh we will be back next week. Is next week the week before the Masters? Two weeks yeah, before the Masters. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week is the it's the week before. So we should have a podcast next week. The following week, I'm not so sure about it. Yeah,
0: we are. Yeah we are. Got a got a guest lined up already. So Ryan will make it back from Augusta.
1: No, no, no. We're, we're talking about Masters Week itself. I'm not so sure. Oh, no,
0: Masters Week. Yeah, yeah. we could uh, just bring it's your... It's to be on a Sunday. Bring your recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. See ya.